Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The Michael Reed Show Podcast. Tune in weekdays from 9 on LMFM. To contact us, email now. Michael at lmfm.ie Ken Murray on LMFM Hello, good morning and welcome to the Michael Reed Show. This is Ken Murray filling in with you until 11am this morning. If you want to get in touch, our telephone number is 1850-715-958. The WhatsApp text number is 0861800658 or you can email us to michael at lmfm.ie. I have to tell you we had a very strong reaction uh, to our discussion yesterday in relation to... First Holy Communions and confirmations and so on. A lot of people somewhat angry with the government that they're putting up a resistance to the church authorities in relation to holding such events. But we'll be discussing this um, a little bit later on, probably around uh, quarter to ten. I'll be talking to Pather Tobin of uh, Aintu and TD for Me the West. But in the meantime... As time moves on, uh, it would appear that bit by bit we are getting ourselves sorted in relation to the eradication of COVID-19 in this country. As you know, bit by bit, each uh, generation is being uh, vaccinated and in theory that's all good news. But I suppose come September... Uh, the issue for employers is whether or not they should allow people back into the workplace. Uh, one person who has an opinion on this is Neil MacDonald. He's the chief executive uh, of the uh, Irish Small and Medium Size Enterprises Association, sometimes known as ISME, and he joins me on the line right now. So, Neil, in relation to people, we'll say, who are currently on holidays, when their holidays are over and it's time to return to the workplace, uh, what exactly is ISME saying? here? Well, uh, good morning, Ken, to you and your listeners. Um, I suppose the issue for a lot of businesses uh, where there will be a return to work in situations where social distancing isn't possible or where there is, you know, close contact between employees and other employees or employees and customers or patients, uh, that it is, according to the Health and Safety Authority, it is important for employers to know uh, to, to keep vaccinated and unvaccinated people apart. Now, that's not possible to do unless you know who is vaccinated and who is not vaccinated. Uh, so we would like some clarity on that. Uh, we don't believe that this is a very difficult issue to uh, tidy up. And we think if, if the work safety protocol 
um, which is published by the Department of Enterprise, uh, if it uh, addressed an understanding or a description of those workers who should communicate their vaccination status, uh, that would uh, tidy the matter up and clear it up for employers and employees. Okay, so when you say you're looking for clarity, I mean you're looking for some sort of a direction from the government. Yes, at, at the moment, the advice in the work safety protocol from the Department of Enterprise, but also from the Data Protection Commission, is that vaccination is a public health matter. It is not a matter for employers. So as things stand, uh, employers uh, would be rightly very reluctant to ask what the vaccination status of their employees is. On, on the other hand, you know, the advice coming out on, on the management of infectious diseases from the Health and Safety Authority would suggest that they should know uh, what that vaccination status is. So the difficulty is that there is an apparent contradiction uh, between two different enforcement authorities. Uh, the, the Data Protection Commission enforces privacy on behalf of citizens and the Health and Safety Authority uh, enforces workplace safety. Uh, to, to our view and that of a lot of employers, the advice coming from both of those agencies is at odds with each other. Well, as it is, a number of, we'll say, businesses in the hospitality sector have, if you like, reopened, albeit that uh, a lot of people are dining outdoor. Um, You know, staff in that sector know where they stand on this. I mean, is it not a given uh, that if people are returning to work following a holiday or indeed a break or whatever, or the fact that they've even been working from home, that they're very conscious uh, of the fact that they have to social distance anyway? Uh, Yes. Uh, to that extent, yes, it is a given. But in workplace settings, and you, you can imagine it in, say, a nursing home, a GP surgery, a dentist surgery, a physiotherapist, uh, these are areas where the maintenance of social distance from your customer, your client or your patient uh, is not necessarily achievable uh, 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 or certainly not, you can't, the service can't be delivered if you're attempting to maintain a two-metre social distance. So th- there are some, just a small uh, uh, example uh, of, of those services where it might be appropriate for the employer to know what the vaccination status of someone was. So effectively what you're saying is that in scenarios, just like a, a dental surgery, where there is, if you like, very close engagement with the client uh, or the uh, the customer, uh, there seems to be, um, we'll say, a grey area in this at the moment and we need clarity. Exactly. No, no that's, that, that's put it very succinctly and simply, Ken, but there is a grey area and the... We believe the only way we're going to clear that greyness out is for the department just to make, and we don't think it's going to require a very elaborate clarification, but just simply to state what are the areas where it's appropriate for employers to ask the vaccination status of their employees. Okay, well, let me put it to you another way. Um, I think, what, we're down to a a scenario now where it's 12 to 15-year-olds, I think, are, are registering for vaccination. I mean, 
let's take it that the generations over the age of 20 are all vaccinated. Is it almost uh, at a point where everybody uh, who's an adult in this country has received certainly one vaccination, if not two, depending on whether you got uh, the Pfizer or the Janssen & Janssen? Is it safe to assume that everybody is vaccinated and therefore uh, the risk is somewhat less than it was this time last year? Yeah, I mean, that's one way of putting it. Again, if if you're going to say it's safe to assume, then we think it would be appropriate that that would come from one of the authorities because in the absence of that type of clarification, uh, you know, an employer is still open to some sort of enforcement process either from the Health and Safety Authority or from the uh, Workplace Relations Commission uh, who, who, who may say, well, it's unsafe or it is inappropriate for you to assume that. You still have a duty of care under the Safety, Health and Welfare Work Act. Um, however, if the department is to say, is to come out and say, at this point in our vaccination cycle, it is appropriate for uh, employers to assume that, well, then we could rely on that. So, yeah, that that, that could be a, a different way uh, uh, to achieve the same uh, goal. OK, well, you say you're seeking clarity. Have ISME lobbied the government for a response on this? We, we have. Uh, when the last, when the work safety protocol that's currently in place uh, was issued in, in May, we asked for clarity on this point. Uh, and to date, unfortunately, we haven't got it. Right. So is it a case of they uh, are being maybe lazy is the wrong word, that they haven't treated your query as a priority or they simply are adopting a wait and see approach? It, 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 it could be either. I suppose, Ken, the difficulty for employers as we kind of count down now to what is a forecast return to quasi-normal working in September um, both we and the employers we represent are somewhat in the dark as as to what's going to happen. Um, and we, we don't know where the enforcement authorities are going to land on this one. Uh, so if the government is adopting a wait-and-see attitude to the enforcement authorities like the Health and Safety Authority or the, or the Workplace Relations Commission, um, or indeed uh, the lawyers employed by employees, uh, that does leave employers in a very uh, invidious and difficult position. Uh, so we don't think that a wait-and-see approach is appropriate. We would like uh, the Department of Enterprise to clarify the matter for us. Um, if I can widen the conversation, Neil, um, for small and medium-sized enterprises, I mean, it's it's hard enough trying to get a business up and running and then to have consistency in its growth. But uh, since March of last year, um, how badly affected have Irish small and medium-sized enterprises been hit by the pandemic? Oh, the, the domestic economy has, there's no doubt it has suffered. Um, it is interesting that in some parts of the economy, you know, the, the multinational uh, part of the economy has actually expanded. So you see this kind of uh, what people are calling this K-shaped recovery. So GDP, uh, that measurement of the economy that includes the multinational companies um, has shown an increase of 6% uh, in, in 2020, whereas uh, gross national income uh, or modified gross national income, that bit that measures just uh, the domestic enterprise uh, part of the economy, has shrunk by 3.5%. 
And, and that would be largely representative of the people uh, that we represent in the economy. Those smaller businesses, those small services, small manufacture and so on, they have been very badly hit, not not just um, by COVID, uh, but of course we had a hard Brexit commenced on the 1st of January last year, and that has severely impacted both imports and export, imports from and exports to uh, the United Kingdom. So we, we've had a double whammy effect. Um, it remains to be seen what kind of scarring effects um, the pandemic is going to leave on the domestic economy. But, you know, we did anticipate this. And I'm glad to say one of the areas where we, we did successfully lobby the government and we're delighted they moved so quickly was on a small business uh, rescue system that was affordable for small businesses, uh, so-called SCARP. Uh, and that has been enacted now. So hopefully um, some of those businesses that get in trouble as a result of the pandemic will be able to seek uh, protection from their creditors. OK, well, I mean, I'm th- you sort of led me on to my next question. I mean, are there plenty of horror stories out there where we'll say in 2019, uh, people who took out loans and mortgages to set up businesses uh, have found themselves in a situation where uh, they couldn't trade, they've had no income, and uh, the banks are looking for those loans to be repaid, and it's a case of either pay up or close down. Um, I, I, I think one of the main differences, Ken, from the, from the last recession, the so-called Great Recession, was when the perception was that it was the banks that moved on their debtors and foreclosed. Um, this time round, the banks are much better capitalised. The banks have been showing forbearance. Um, the, the worry this time is that uh, it will be other small businesses, other small business creditors and landlords uh, that will move on small businesses who are, who are vulnerable. Um, you know, the tax man, the revenue is now warehousing debt um, at no interest rates for the next 18 months and at 3% from, from 2023 onwards and with, with no repayments. So, so the big creditors in terms of the banks and the revenue uh, are are managing, you know, their cash flow, and they're, they're not squeezing the SMEs. The difficulty is those small businesses that are owed money by other small businesses. Uh, we've kept an eye on that since the beginning of the pandemic, and typically, your your average small business owes about seventy six thousand in in uh, credit to other small businesses. And, and that's probably the area where pressure will come first, either either uh, from from one business seeking repayment from another or from a landlord uh, seeking to have their rent paid. And, and we think that's going to be the, the, the initiation uh, of, of uh, many insolvencies, unfortunately, for a lot of small businesses. Just, just one final question, Neil, before I let you go. Uh, there's been reports uh, in newspapers that certain businesses are having difficulty getting staff simply because, in some cases, uh, the PUP payment is such that for some people to go back to work where there's a minimum wage, that after they pay their tax and the PRSI and they've put in the mad hours, that for all they're left with, uh, for some of them, they're better off on the PUP payment. Um, is that a problem at the moment, or is it something that will sort itself out when the PUP payments are diminished? It, it's certainly a problem at the moment. Um, the I, I suppose the, the PUP payment... <clears throat> 
um, especially for those workers who, who weren't working a full-time week. And I, I'm thinking particularly of casual workers, students, uh, uh, women doing childcare duties who are offering for a 15 or 20 hour week. Uh, the, the PUP payment was viewed as a bird in the hand, as it were, and a guaranteed payment um, as against um, employers, particularly in the hospitality industry. I mean, we're hearing of a lot of hospitality businesses now reopening that are only trading at, at 50 or 60 percent of their equivalent August 2019 uh, volumes. So they're not giving the work, the, the hours commitment to their employees that they were in 2019. And that is being met by a lot of employees saying, well, do you know what? I'm, I'm not going to come back until you need me. I'm going to take this guaranteed payment. So definitely we have seen that uh, work pattern establish itself. And and the result of, of this is that a lot of under 18s are now entering the uh, those those areas of the economy where employers are finding it difficult to get people to come off the pub. Okay, we leave it there. That's uh, Neil McDonald, CEO of the Irish Small and Medium Size Enterprises, basically saying that their members are looking for clarity from the government in relation as to whether or not uh, employees uh, returning to work should have their vaccination status known. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.